Welcome to the Philosophy Podcast. Now, why do we call it philosophy? It's the combination of the word sales and philosophy put into one. Philosophy is a way of life that sales professionals and entrepreneurs practice with the purpose to make the world a better place from the customer's perspective. Today, I'm excited to invite a great friend of mine uh, as a guest. His name is Victor Gonzalez Galeano, and he is a well-being coach. Uh, his mission is to help individuals and small businesses identify values that create greater awareness, mindful attitude, and actionable steps that empower them to have profound positive change on the holistic well-being and get business results while doing all of that. So today's theme is really about how your holistic well-being can drive sustainable results. So Victor, thanks for joining us. I want to just kick off the conversation with asking you, what is the difference between wellness and well-being? Because that can be a confusing term and maybe you can shed some light on it. Hey, Carlos, great to be here. And that's an excellent question. And wellness and well-being can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, depending on where we come from and, and whatnot. But if I can describe it in one sense, wellness focuses mainly on, on your body, your mind, but well-being talks about your holistic well-being. And then we include that 11 dimensions that based on my research uh, solidified that well-being. So you get, you get to be well in your life partner relationship. You get to be well with your friends. You get to be well with your family. You get to be well with your mind, body, and spirit, and so forth. That's cool. And through our conversations, what I have keep on learning from you is that if one of those things you're not giving the time, the energy, or the, the care that it needs, right? It's kind of like watering plants, if you will. And you have 11 plants, those 11 dimensions you're talking about. If uh -huh. you're not watering one of them, it's not going to grow. It's not going to flourish. And in, in my experience, you know, in some of our conversations, as you, we explore some of those dimensions, it's brought a lot of awareness, which helps me bring more priority towards self, the self-care piece, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and then there are a few other elements. But in your experience, when you think about you know, performance and employee bringing their best self to work, you know, what are some of the biggest blocks or the biggest obstacles that people go through as you have gone through coaching experiences with, with folks in the professional world? That's a lot of question, but your analogy of the plants, it's a good one. Because if you don't water that plant, then it's going to die. And so what comes to mind when, when I hear you say that, then that we got to be intentional to water that plant. I'm going to give you a different analogy only because life moves. And so think of the uh, dimensions as if there were tires in a truck. So you got 11 dimensions, and you got one, which is you. That's 12 tires. And all of a sudden, life happens, and one tire goes flat. And that could be that you broke up with your life partner. So you got one flat tire. You got 10 others. You can go. But what happens when you break up? Then your mind is going to be affected because of that breaking up. So that's, right. maybe, maybe it won't go flat, but it will go low. And then your, your friends, your relationship with your friends is going to be affected depending on how you 
want to address the situation because maybe you don't want your friends to know that you had that break. And so now it's going to be, you're going to neglect them or you don't want to talk to them. Your judge, Salvatore, is coming out and saying they're going to think that you're the bad guy and that's why you were left off. And so now your family is also going to be affected because perhaps you're going to neglect. And so now it's becoming a a bumpy road. Mm -hmm. It's not longer one and then your other 10 you're going. The more you flatten the other tires, the more your your ride is going to be bumpy. And I like to talk about how bumpy is your life road, depending on how well are you intentionally either putting air in those tires or water in those plants, as you, as you mentioned it. Yeah. So to answer your question, so how do how do you manage that? How do you do this? Well, one of the main things that we can do is create mindfulness mm-hmm. and create and have a fitness mind and getting to know how do we respond to those moments of stress. Yeah. If you know that you can do something about it, but if you don't know, then there's nothing to be done. You just let go. And what I believe that we have now that our past generations did not have was the opportunity to get to know us better. Identify how we react to uh, those moments of stress. And so if, let's bring it to work. (laughs) So how do we deal with the sales pressure? How do we deal with the rejection from a client that doesn't um, give us um, the business? How do we deal with the coworker that is nagging or that it, it um, negative maybe just it, you know yeah. brings a pessimistic point of view to things you know none it, of these leads work um, whatever nobody wants to buy this product from me whatever that may be and, and some of that energy could lead into your your sanctuary your space that you've sort of created for you to bring the right attitude to bring the right your best self to work so there are a lot of influences but like you said outside not just the interactions directly with customers but it's interesting how your things that are happening in your personal life even though you may turn off that personal switch and you turn on the work switch right you might some people do a really nice job at compartmentalizing one thing aside from the other and some people might be listening to this saying "Ah, i know how to handle that really well but there are so many subconscious things that are happening in the mind that could affect your performance, your approach, your attitude, your worldview into a, a customer conversation, especially if it's backed up. Right? You've had a series of negative events happening to you or the news. And, and a lot of that can manifest in your thoughts and some of that can also drive the way your actions or the what you say or what you think. So sorry to take over, but you inspired some thoughts. So what else can you share about that? You know, in the world of sales, when someone's faced with rejection or they're starting a new job or they haven't hit their quotas for some time, what, what ends up happening to that individual and what are some steps to overcome some of the, their own obstacles, right? Because obstacles are created. Just the same person are, is the one that creates the obstacles. So you, you made me think of three things. First of all, is we gotta we gotta understand 
that either that positivity or that negativity is coming tridimensional. And what I mean by that is you either you create your own positive or negative energy that you have control over, your coworkers or the people that are around you are going to bring their own positive or negative energy. And it's up to you whether you want to take it or not. You have the power to turn it off. And you also have the power to take it to a level where it's going to be harmful to you. Mm-hmm. And the third um, one is the um, circumstances. Regardless of the ideal circumstance that we may want, we, they, you know, life is going to throw us curves that we have no control over. And so we can make the pandemic the reason why X or Y or Z happen, or you can make, we can make the pandemic the great opportunity for X and Y and Z to happen. Right. It could be the blessing in disguise, or you could just blame it on everything just because it's just so much easier to blame, yeah. you know, why your circumstances are what they are. And many people, that's a good example to, to use as a big shift in mm-hmm. the way the world elevated consciousness about things that we're doing that we're not doing whether it's environmentally whether it's you know the way we approach work now a lot of things transitioning to the virtual space you know there were all these barriers that we all thought existed and then this major event that affected the whole world forced us to have no choice but to overcome those barriers and so it's funny how like you said it starts in the thoughts nobody ever thought that we would be doing virtual selling or nobody ever thought that would be something that got accelerated so fast and all you think about sales i mean i do probably 80 percent of my business online i close 80 percent of my business on a zoom call and that's not something i had the luxury of doing before i mean this is new territory for me as well but for many folks who are doing sales that's a barrier that the pandemic sort of forced everyone to accept it's a new it's a new normal it's a new reality just like in the since we come from finance right in the banking world the contactless payments was something that wasn't adopted but that accelerated so fast just because the circumstances gave us no choice but to given social distance parameters cdc and, and things that we measures that we needed to take to keep ourselves safe i want to go back to something you said earlier that i know what it means but i didn't know what it meant on until I sat down with you and you educated me on it. You are a Gallup certified coach and Gallup is a wonderful company that provides incredible resources and education around, you know, finding your strengths, identifying opportunities for development, growth, professional and personal development. And one of the things I learned about is this concept of saboteurs. In one of your examples, you shared the judge, the saboteur. If you don't mind just expanding a little bit around what is a saboteur and how do you use that how can people learn more about what those things mean and how to become more aware so that one can behave better or approach themselves how do you re- they react to situations before they start playing a movie in their head and all of a sudden become the villain in their own movie without wanting to because that's what sometimes ends up happening or the victim so would like to hear more about if you can expand on what that means Absolutely. That's a great question. And just a point of clarification. And, and at the same time, that is what I'm most passionate about. Because at the end of the day, 
we all are in a search for the better version of ourselves. And if we do a good job in getting to know us, the rest will be easier because then we'll realize what our superpowers, our gifts, our true gifts are. And then at the same time, we'll learn how to manage our saboteurs. They are hijacking the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so... And that's my approach when it comes to teams because once we get to know us, then we know which direction to take. We know what we're great at and we know what we're not so great at. So Gallup helps us with identifying our strengths, our superpowers, like you being the strategic um, kind of guy that you are. And then, okay, how do I maximize to that? And if you are strategic, then you should be part of a, of a project or a team that needs a strategic mind person because that's going to come natural to you. Sure. On the other hand, if you are not futuristic, futuristic is not in your top 10, so perhaps you ought to work with someone who, who's futuristic and whose gifts come natural to, to them. Now, think for a second how awesome for a manager, a leader, to know who's got what powers because that way he or she can assign to those individuals their responsibilities, knowing that not only are they going to get it done, get it done right, but they're passionate about it. Yeah, it's basically how you're wired, right? So there's this assessment. It's called Now Discover Your Strengths. You take an assessment, it's probably anywhere between, gosh, maybe 100 questions, and they ask you things like, you love working individually, you love working as a team, you love it when you get recognition, you don't care about recognition. And so you answer all these questions, this describes me tremendously, or this not at all, or I'm kind of neutral to it. And then after you answer all these questions, because of course I, I took the assessment multiple times in the multiple organizations I, I was in, and one of them for me was, it's funny, I, I've actually have two conflicting strengths. One of them is at one point in my career, it might, might be different today, but one of them was self-assurance, which is like, I know I'm good at what I do. And then the other one is significance, which is I want to be recognized for what I do. But it's, it's sort of counterintuitive because it's like, I know I'm the shit, but please tell me I'm the shit. <laughs> you know, it's such a, it was such a weird thing when I saw that. I was like, that's so, sort of funny, you know, because I, I have sort of this internal self-confidence, but I also want someone from the outside to recognize that the work that I'm doing is meaningful. And I'll tell you what can be creating that conflict in your mind when we get to the saboteurs. Yeah, so let's talk about that. <laughs> but before we get well, before we get over there, uh, you mentioned that you've taken the assessment a couple of, a couple of times. And so when it comes to the strengths, circumstances and the people around you and you know how you may be living your life at the moment can make an incredible effect on how you respond. Because when I took it, I was in the financial services industry and ironically enough, uh, one of my top 10 was woo, mm -hmm. which is you are in front of everybody and you lead the teams and you are the motivator. You are the people that tell others and they follow you. And you know what woo stands for, by the way? Go ahead. Win over others. There you go. 
And at that time, with the position that I had, where I had hundreds of employees looking up to me as to what I was going to say, how I was going to say, how I was going to move, I needed to win over others. Mm-hmm. And so I adjusted myself to the circumstances. Right. Little did you know, I knew this, but little did you know that I'm the shy guy. I'm not the one that wants to be in front of anybody. I learned to to be an introverted who lived in an extroverted world. It was a role you had to play. A role I had to play, a mask I had to put on. That Then when I went to my natural self, then I'm on the beach for hours meditating and chilling because I needed to recharge. Hey, y'all. I enjoyed my conversation with Victor. I want to take a moment to plug my business, Exceed Sales. So what do I do? I help individuals, sales leaders, entrepreneurs build sales processes, build strategies, increase your skill set so you can be more successful in helping customers and helping you achieve your goals. If you're interested in connecting with me, please uh, DM me at Exceed Sales at Salosophy and let's have a conversation. Now, back to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Having said that, let's go to the Salvatore side. In yes. Your, in your conflict on why do I want to give it all, but at the same time, I want to make sure that people recognize that I'm giving it all kind of thing. And you maybe think of your your second in command when it comes to the Salvatore, which is the pleaser, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, one can think that because you want to please others, and you want to make sure that they are satisfied with the work that you're doing. Hence comes the question that you, you had in mind about why is the report showing in a, in, a, in a different way. Yeah. So that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that's um, that's when I, when, spot on. So we talk a little bit about Gallup and Gallup strengths and how to find your true gifts and how we all can maximize on those gifts and and then find our vocation because you know we shouldn't find work we should find our vocation something that we're passionate about that we know that we're impacting people's lives but at the same time we're getting paid for it and so i worked in the financial services industry my vocation now is a, as a well-being coach passionate about it so let's go to saboteurs and so saboteurs is the work of dr Girzad. And he's in a movement to change the, the perception or the beliefs that we have about psychology. So we now talk about positive psychology with intention. And the reason why it's because for the past however many years in psychology was discovered, we've been using psychology to fix what's wrong with us. So if you're crazy, you go to a psychologist. And most people don't go to a psychologist because they're not crazy, right? Or they don't think they're crazy because this is what they taught us. This is what right. our... That's the stigma. That's the right? stigma. The stigma of mental health or the stigma of seeing a therapist is like, it's negative. It's, it's bad. There's something wrong with you. You're broken, what have you. And, it, and it's not... I'm I'm happy that more and more there is exposure to kind of destigmatizing that, right? Or or demystifying some of the perceptions that are out there because 
it is important to to get out in the open to say the things that are being kept inside of of the mind because it's just the hard drive can only take so much and you know sometimes when yeah, i'm going to use technology analogy but if your hard drive is 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 getting full it's going to overdrive it's going to burn out and that's what tends to happen as the effect of not getting some of that out there sometimes it could be through meditation it could be through talk therapy it could be through physical exercise it could be there are so many ways that one can can help decompress a lot of things that are going into their mind and again if you're having a conversation with yourself sometimes your saboteurs can can hijack your your mind as you as you mentioned and you might have this little voice in your head which i know that sometimes i fall victim to that that sometimes my voice that little voice that says you can't you're not possible whatever we all have it and you you sometimes have the tools to quiet down that voice but oftentimes when you forget or if you're not using the tools or you're not channeling different ways to to overcome some of these challenges that voice gets louder and louder and louder and all of a sudden it's all you hear and you hear it enough times you believe it when you believe it then it starts affecting work performance it starts affecting confidence especially moving it back to sales you know when people are starting in a role and you're prospecting or you're trying to get new customers and you make a call and someone says no and you're like ah, okay it's only one you make another call someone says no you're like okay you gotta keep going it's a numbers game you keep going you keep going you know an hour passes by no one has said yes to you easily one can feel defeated but it is a numbers game sometimes it's repetition and it's it takes time it takes it's a series of multiple interactions a relationship is a series of multiple interactions built over a period of time. Building trust takes time. And so there is a lot of mental toughness and mental conditioning, stamina. That, and sometimes without the tools or without the well-being tools and uh, resources and exercises, one can easily fall into that victim mindset or into that space of, of defeat, being defeated. So... I'm curious to hear from you, what are some tips or what are some ways that people, when it comes to performance and not falling into those traps of the, their own mental self-sabotage or saboteurs come out and, and sort of take over their mind, what are some methods that people can manage through those challenges? So the one thing that comes to mind first is that Remember, you've been behaving like this for however long you've lived. So if you're 20 years old. This is who you are. This is who you are. If you're 30, if you're 40, if you're 50, if you're 60. But that doesn't make you a bad person. It's just how you've learned to deal with the stress. And the whole idea of having a, a, a mental fitness coach or, or, or having a process to help you manage your saboteurs it's so you can minimize the negative effect that they can bring and the best you the, the best performer that you can be now the whole idea of positive psychology is let's not focus on what's wrong with you let's focus on what's right with you and take it to the next level right? And so it's like sharpening this all. Now, you ask me for tools, you know, it's not going to be a quick fix. Sure. You know, it's like the best example I can give you is we want to lose weight. 
well, you're not going to lose it overnight. Even, he, even if you start for 24, 48, or 72 hours, you're not going to lose it. It's going to be an ongoing process. Can we, can we please start? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so first of all is create awareness. Yep. Creating awareness is number one. But the second, and you maybe think about the book that I'm going to write, <laughs> it's creating awakening. It's the aha moment when you look at yourself in the mirror and you said, I need to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the aha moment when you're making those phone calls and after the third, the fourth one, and the fifth one of not making the sale, you know you're feeling depressed. You know your mind is telling you this is not your job, this is not what you're born to do, you're supposed to be doing something else because that's your judge coming mm -hmm. out, self-judging you. Yeah. And the best way I've learned to manage my saboteurs is I already know there are 10, okay? The judge being the master one that comes out on an ongoing basis. And the judge not only will judge you, it will judge others, yeah. and it will judge the circumstances. So the minute you see somebody, your judge is coming out present to tell you how this person is or is not, even if it has nothing right. to do with them. Yeah. But it's already there. Right. There might be visual cues. It might be body language. It might be the way they say something. And your immediate 10-second impression could be, ah, this person doesn't it, care about their job. Or this person is rude. Or they have no consider Whatever, right? Because you're, what people typically do in an interaction, I've been reading about this, is that people are looking for ways to connect. And at the end of the day, everything is all, always about mm -hmm. connect. But if I don't connect with you initially... Now I'm finding that the, the, the judge probably comes out like, oh, well, this person's not. And then comes your, your beliefs, the things that you believe are to be true. So he didn't look at me in the eyes in the first 30 seconds. He's not someone I want to talk to. Excuse me? How did you come up with that right. scientific decision in yeah. a 30-second um, yeah. uh, interaction? Have, if people have different worldviews, and so awareness helps just understand that people just have different worldviews. And so having a blank slate and really holding back those, those saboteurs, as, as you said, are, are crucial. So the quick fix is not there. The tools are there like everything else. You know, you have to sharpen the saw and you have to use it on a regular basis. It starts with awareness and then that awakening when you know that you something happened to you when you know that you absolutely positively have got to do something about it that it provides you an attitude change and with you changing your attitude about the view of something then you know you're in control yeah. now what is that something that action step that you're going to take that is going to allow you to manage those apertures and those actions are going to be on a daily weekly monthly quarterly semi-annually and annually basis just like we do with any goal that we have. So if my goal is to walk more than a thousand miles a year, then I better keep my, my average of three miles a day. And for the 365, understanding that you're going to go up and down and some days you're going to be able to walk, some others are not going to be able to walk. And so you, how many miles do I have to walk on a daily, weekly, monthly, and am I in and you know on target to to meet on my six month mark to make sure that I'm making it to the over one thousand? Last year I ended up with eleven twenty two. So 
It's the same thing with the saboteurs. And the best gift that Shirzad has given us, and the way I see it, this is just the way I interpret it, is that we, when we do uh, meditation, we do whether we do it 30 minutes, an hour, or two hours, or three hours, we typically do it in the morning or in the afternoon because in between, we are busy with our lives. But what happens in that moment when you worked in the office and chaos happened, and that's when you need your mind to be clear. And so you're able to bring in your meditation to anytime, 24-7, by doing exercises like, you know, just 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 touch touch your, your hands as softly as like you can, like you're touching your hands. So we're both right down. now, because this is a podcast, we have to <laughs> visually describe what's happening. We're grabbing both of our left and, and right palms, and you're sort of moving them up and down. And so that exercise... So ever so gently that you actually feel it in your legs. Yeah, so, you, so that kinesthetic cue just kind of puts the mind... So now you focus on just that and you black everything else. So now that you calm yourself down, then you're in better control of the saboteurs. And I, I think of the saboteurs as... 10 misguided or misbehaved kids mm-hmm. that you can have running around in a room, 10 kids doing whatever that Heck you want them want. to do. So one is the judge, one is the pleaser, one is the stickler, one is the uh, hyperachiever or the hyper-rational, and you go on and on. So right. imagine they do whatever yeah. they want and in their own specialty. So imagine if you allow them to respond to your mind in the way that they want. Yeah. You know, like in my case, Stickler is the one. And I can definitely relate to the financial services industry because, you know, we can be so boxed and because we're so highly regulated, we have to go by the rules. So... Which part of you needed to keep money in your account so you didn't overdraw it? Did you not understand kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and sometimes the judge can come out too, right? If you're servicing a client uh, around their financial habits and you're giving them advice and they're not following the advice, the judge comes out. You're like, this person doesn't listen to me. You know, they're just a waste of time. And, and rather than, again, there's a different worldview. There's a different journey that they're going through that, we just need to help, help them put a path forward. And sometimes we just can't control everything and everyone and every, the way everyone reacts. Or, and so, but all those things, they, just, they really do add up. Uh, time has been flying by. I wanted to uh, see if you got any final, final points or final thoughts around our conversation. And then I've got a question for you. <laughs> we can definitely talk 24-7 yeah. um, about it. If I was going to give anyone a gift today was learn more about what your superpowers are and maximize on them and learn more about your saboteurs and learn how to manage them. It's time for you to take control of and empower yourself to be the best version that you can be. That's great. That's awesome. And I'll just share a quick story. I do value the session that we did when you went over my saboteurs with me and the one that stuck out to me the most is is the people pleaser one right because i do try to go the extra mile for my customers my prospects 
I, I believe in the economy of giving rather than the economy of taking. I believe that giving, I will get double back in return. So far, that has worked well. But oftentimes, when I find myself giving too much, I there is a place where some people will take advantage of that. And being aware of the fact that I do, that is built into my DNA, that I, I am someone who's willing to help. I am someone who's willing to go out of the way or go the extra mile for someone. But being aware of when is there a place where I need to say, listen, I'm not going to just give away my thinking for free because I've spent years and years specializing and learning and accumulating this this subject matter expertise. And so there is a cost for you to, you know, pay me for my thinking. And so building the confidence to be able to, to know when is the right time to say, yeah, well, this is going to, you know, to be an engagement and just have the courage to do that. And, and in the world of being a consultant, a coach, a trainer, I'm sure that you're in that space as well, where you and I have some things in common where we, we agree with that philosophy, right? We're in the economy of giving, which we know, that that builds trust and then with trust you earn business that way but that was something that you helped me realize and so i, I thank you for it and, and it's, it is like you said an ongoing process to work on your saboteurs but it's the awareness has helped me manage that a lot more effectively and efficiently awesome. victor how can people get in touch with you if they wanted to do a coaching session with you to learn about this not just saboteurs but you've got a plethora of resources and tools that you provide as for as well as services this is your moment to plug your your business yeah. and how people can uh, work with you excellent thank you uh, best way to connect with me is through my website uh, you, that way you get the snippets of what we do and how we can best help you and your business grow um, and of course find the best version of yourself it's under www.wellbeingcoachingcenter.org o-r-g um, you'll have an opportunity to set up an appointment uh, through my system. That's the best way. Um, and so I look forward to uh, connecting. Very good. Well, this is awesome. Thank you for joining. I really loved our conversation. It went to places where I didn't imagine it would, but I really find this super useful and impactful and helpful for those who are interested in bringing their best selves to their life and to, to the way they approach work. So thank you. It was nice having you. And thank you, thank you everyone for coming on and listening. And we'll talk soon. Until next time. <laughs>